Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys, well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and thank you for hopping on. Um, I am so glad to be here today uh, with these two. This is Coach Stephen Lin and Coach TJ Curry. What's up, guys? Yeah, yeah, I'm so stoked. So um, if you guys don't know who these guys are, uh, just a little bit about them. Uh, so Coach Steve is a four-time national USA team champ and uh, also national team member, multi-international medalist, and precision team coach. And Coach TJ is a national USA team coach um, and precision team coach. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. So I really appreciate yeah. it. So how you guys doing? Doing all right? Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> doing great. So uh, the first question comes out to you guys because, you know, your entire world is around Taekwondo. And I'm curious because Taekwondo affects everyone differently, right? It teaches us how we, you know, move, think, how we go about our daily lives. And, you know, I know you guys have a lot of great life perspectives to be able to share with us and everyone that's listening and watching on the show. So I guess the first question is, I want to know a little bit about your story. So how does Taekwondo come into each of your story? So Coach TJ, let's go with you first. Uh, simple. You know, Ninja Turtles. You know, it's the Ninja <laughs> Turtles that did it. I was four years old, um, you know, jumping off the furniture, kicking around, you know, following Ninja Turtles everywhere. And uh, Ninja Turtles 2 was the one that came out when I was around that age, right? Yeah. And uh the guy that ran the gym down the street was actually the pizza man from Ninja Turtles. Too. No. Ernie Reyes. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OG Ernie Reyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, uh, he I went over there. He trained the pizza boy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's how it all started. Went down there. They signed me up. Like I said, it was a little guy, four years old, and uh, really never never stopped from there. You know, just kept it going. Uh, just uh, the perfect thing for me. It, it's Really interesting how some things just hook, and I got lucky enough that it hooked at a young age. Gotcha. So, were you watching some of his um, early, you know, competitions, movies? What was it about Ernie or anything related that you know got you hooked? Yeah, it started off with the movies, man. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Red Sonia? Something like that. He had he had a few of them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they had a crazy demonstration team, you know, where they were flipping around and doing all the trick kicks, and that's actually what got me into it as well, like. I wanted to be the flashy guy. I wanted to learn how to fly through the air and, you know, do all that stuff. And then uh, later on down the line, I I, I kicked somebody in the face and uh, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> that was intentionally it. or not intentionally? Uh, it was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a story behind that. Right. So. Uh, Steve? Yeah. So um, my story is Bruce Lee, Jet Lee, Jackie Chan, right? So I grew up watching those guys in general. Uh, my dad had a military background, right? So he always, like, he was, he, groomed me into the martial arts. Yeah. Um, and growing up, I was always about just staying hard and yeah. just kind of being humble and, and kind of 
having that martial artist mentality, right? And like never giving up and always like having that indomitable spirit, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and my dad, I mean, my dad was a very huge component of, of me being in Taekwondo and my journey in Taekwondo in general. Mm -hmm. um, just even like when I was like five years old, um, you had a six pack when I was five years old, right? My dad used to train me where it's like, I used to, I, I did like push-ups on tile floor, mm -hmm. right? Um, he made me do splits when I was like crying, you know, it's like, but he, just, he, he groomed me into this like, this, this man who just like doesn't give up, right? And and that's what martial arts is. That's what Take One No kind of was to me. And that was like my outlet to almost express myself in that way, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it helped me kind of build that like body, mind, and spirit, um, all three together. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. So around what age did you guys, you know, start off? And then from there, um, when did it become serious for you to actually make it, you know, an actual career? Yeah, sure. So TJ, yeah, so four is when I started it. Yeah. Right? And then from there, um, got my black belt when I was 11. Yeah. I was 11 years old. And uh, I was still pretty much into the flipping around stuff. And my dad took me to my first, like, Taekwondo tournament, you know, where it was, like, the Olympic-style fighting. Um, I was probably about 12, and I won my first tournament. And then that kind of got me. You know, nice. That kind of drew it to me, right? And also, the 96 Olympics helped as well. Mm. Uh, the 96 Olympics went down and that was like the first Olympics, yeah. you know, that I remember, you know, watching, you know, all those, those, uh, you know, Michael Johnson, yeah. you know, and watching him dominate yeah. on the track, you yeah. know, and, and Dominic Dawes and, mm. you know, watching them gymnasts mm. go out and, and, and kill it and do their thing. And mm. The Australian team was really strong in swimming on, on that, on that year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that kind of started forming my, my direction into fighting, yeah. really trying to, you know, where was that at the time? Atlanta. That was Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, I was thinking of Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Steve? Um, I started when I was five years old. Um, five years old, I really got serious in Taekwondo when I was um, 16 turning 17. I mm -hmm. uh, was when I started kind of being more focused on competition and everything. Um, and it was just before, like I said, it was my dad driving all this, right? Was my mm -hmm. dad pushing me throughout the sport and, and pushing me to kind of be this champion that I, that, that I was trying, he was trying to groom me to become. Um, and then slowly that... Olympic dreams started coming coming in, right? And rather than kind of doing it for my dad, for my coach, I, I started evolving into like, I want this for me. You know, I want to be the best in the world mm -hmm. um, or I want to be the best, my best self, right? In a sense. And that Olympic, that Olympic dream gave me kind of that, that vision of being the best version of Stephen Lynn I could possibly be. That pull, right? Um, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and that gave me that motivation to kind of push forward. And Olympic is special, right? In general, like mm -hmm. and you go to Olympics, it's every four years. People devote their lives to the sport, right? Mm -hmm. To kind of become the champions that they want to be. So now, is it everyone's you know dream to make it to the Olympics? Like when you're in the sport, or is it you know like how's it different? Obviously, it's yeah. different for both of you guys, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, competition like brought brought me to this, right? I'm sure I'm sure it's similar with TJ and the, the competition drive that brought him to the, like the sport. Um, but martial arts is. It's, you don't have to be in competition to love martial arts, right? Mm -hmm. um, like Bruce Lee used to say, like martial arts is a way of expression, expressing yourself. Um, so you're able to kind of like express yourself physically, right? Move and kind of like, like TJ used to always tell me back in the day, right? Kind of like be an artist, you know, yeah. the, 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 the master canvas, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like kind of like, like create, create the artwork that you want to create um, and allow yourself to express yourself the way you want to express yourself. Um, and that's what, that's what martial arts is. Um, mm -hmm. It's expression. Um, but it's it's special because it, it like I said it works your mind body and spirit right mm -hmm. um, and a lot of physical training whether it be boxing or whether it be kind of like even like kind of like crossfit and all this stuff a lot of it's just like physical right mm -hmm. it's physical drive 
when in martial arts, what do you learn, right? You learn discipline, you learn kind of humility, right? You, you learn kind of like that, like that indomitable spirit, right? And like, you just kind of have that mutual respect for one, of, one another. It's, it's a very special environment. Um, so martial arts by no means is purely some Olympic right. dream, um, but more so it's something where it's like, it's, I think it's a tool to, to help find, your, find the, the different side of you as a person Right, um, and also just gives you a, an outlet to just like express yourself differently in a different way. Right, right, yeah. right. So, like during this competition, uh, during not actual, you know, when you're in your zone, right, and then you have your competition zone. Like, what what is uh, the preparation that needs to go into it? Right, everyone is different. Right, yeah. um, I think, and you can probably you know talk to this is that you know this country is where you have to kind of groom yourself individually people need to rally against you other countries it's like a very team oriented community oriented so like the country so it, the country would support you in this right. whereas like in the US you're you're independent in a way right right you almost have to be able to find your own coaches find right. your own strength coaches and then build yourself up through right that. so um, speak a little bit about that like what did it take you know for you guys to kind of you know make it to every competition make it to every match you know i'm sure it took a lot it probably took you know your family members friends you know a lot of people rallying against you and then you know, from there, say, okay, I can actually do this, you know, and I want to keep pushing forward. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah. So my journey, you know, in order to train full time, you know, and train like a professional athlete, you know, like, which they are, you know, when you go international, I, I couldn't work full time. There was no way, you know, to work full time and have to train full time. It just wasn't a thing. So I ended up moving into my gym. So okay. it started off in Richmond, uh, Richmond, California. Uh, El Sobrani is the city next to the Los Alberta, yeah. right? And um, I had coach, you know, Brian Singer. Um, I ran into him and I was like, hey, I'm going to come down and train with you guys once a week. It was probably like an hour and a half drive to go to Fridays. We're going to go and I'm going to train. And then he brought it up. You know, he was like, so how do you plan on taking this to the next level? If you're training in the park by yourself and uh, you're coming once a week, how, how do you explain? Right, I don't know. I was like, what do we do? And he's like, just move in. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, that was just uh, <laughs> You were like, wow. Yeah. Done. Done. You yeah. Know, the situation that I was in, you know, it, it, it really gave me a good opportunity to, to really set the coordinates, you know, and completely, you know, engulf myself in the situation mm-hmm. that, you know, ultimately made my reality. You know, so it, it, it was it was it was a no brainer for me. So, yeah, I lived in the back of a gym for a while. Um, little it was like a little closet. Wasn't a clean gym. Either. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. Like we were, was it we, one we of those were, where you have to exchange to live there? You have to like mop up everything and then you clean up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it was a I little bit of a dorm. Mopping, it, was a, it was a dorm. It was a little dorm. Uh-huh. So it was, it was, yeah. 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 We were just in there and training and and. and had everything that I was looking for, everything I wanted, and you know, stuff started to come together. The training partners started coming in, and you know, it, it was and looking back on it and saying it now is pretty awesome, man. I'm, I'm grateful to have these experiences. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's funny how things kind of come into play, you know, and you have to be at that right moment in time and opportunity. And when you're younger, you don't have this, oh, man, as adults, we feel like we have these thoughts that kind of block us, these self-limiting beliefs, right? And I'm sure, you know, someone older in that opportunity probably would second guess themselves, doubt and not be, hey, mm, let me just, committed. yeah, not be as committed yeah. because they'll just doubt themselves, right? Yeah. But when you're or younger, or they overthink it, right? Right. And when you're younger, you don't have those blockage, you know, you just spring at the moment. So I think it just happened correctly um, at that time well, for you. For, for me, there, there was a mindset that I was already kind of creating, you know, and I, I was kind of biting off of Nike. It made a lot of sense, the whole just do it thing. You know, it's like, you rewind me behind that. You rewind, you know, even before that. I, I, I started, you know, getting into some trouble. You yeah. know, I, I, I quit Taekwondo for a little bit. Right? Yeah. I took a little break. And when I took that break, you know, I started hanging not with the wrong crowd because they still my brothers today. We all grew, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm so proud of those dudes, man. But we started getting into some knucklehead stuff. Yeah. You know, we was out there and, and thank God yeah. we didn't get caught up on anything, you know, and, and it got a little hot one night. Mm-hmm. And then I just had a, a, a compass moment, you know, where I, I was looking at myself in the mirror and was like, yo, this isn't, this isn't mm. what I want my destination to be, you yeah. know? And, and then from there, luckily I had to take one go to yeah. kind of take that and, and be able to completely shift directions right. and go in this direction. So when I made that choice, it was an all in thing, yeah. you know, it was an all in thing. And it was just, a, it was at that time, everything was just like anything that popped up, anything that was going to come up, that was going to like get me going down that road. I was fully, it was, it was on my conscience. Right. And then I was just going to hop right. on. Because you had the awareness of if I went down this direction of, you know, probably like an alleyway brawl or, you know, doing something just really shady. Yeah. I don't know how much I could even last. And, you know, is this the right direction? And I don't know whether you had, you know, proper mentors or, you know, quote unquote coaches, not necessarily Taiwanese coaches, but yeah. someone to look after you and be like, hey, you know, this isn't really the best direction for you to go. So I had so many people trying to help, yeah. but it had to come from within. Exactly. You know, and, and I love the, the coaches and my, my father and everybody, my family that, that was like, Trying to, you know, but it, it had to come from within. Exactly. It took that moment, you know, and that's a big thing. Those compass moments where you, sometimes you got to like look at your compass. All right, what direction am I going in? I might need to switch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And those come from within for the most part. You know, it's hard for it to come from the external source. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, you got something similar. I know your dad. Yeah. My journey. You know. Yeah. My journey was um was slightly different than teachers. How, right? how, how it prepared um, you? Yeah. So. I first kind of like when I made that shift in my mind and kind of having that Olympic dream and wind up and wind the fight for me. Um, I actually went to Juan Moreno's um, camp. Right, so I went to Juan Moreno's camp, um, and then he he asked me, "Hey, you should, you should come to Miami and, and train with me and stuff like that." But I was like, "I can't. I'm still a student, right? Um, is there anyone you recommend in New York City or, or New Jersey area?" And that's when he kind of introduced me to the Peter Bradatos, right? Um, and he, he's like, "Yeah." So Peter actually actually he's looking for upcoming athletes to groom and, and to build up. Um, and it's funny, my dad kind of like, he brought me into Peter's school and imagine kind of like, in like, remember like back in the day, those Shaolin, those Shaolin Temple movies, and they like, oh, drop your son off, like make him into a champion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and my dad like literally dropped me off and he's like, he told Coach Peter, he's like, Coach, Coach Bonato, he's like, make my son into a champion, do whatever it takes to make him a champion. Yeah. And Coach Peter literally took that, he took that literally, mm-hmm. right? He like, he took me on those wings. Um, he was a second father in me, you know, um, I like, like similar to TJ, like I had a lot of mentors in my in the sport who kind of grew me to make me the man I am today. Mm-hmm. So like 
Kevin Padilla, Peter Padatos, um, those are the two main guys in the sport um, that were my primary coaches. Um, and they shifted my, the way I thought, the way I trained, the way I approached life, the way my character was built in general. Right. Um, and yeah, and I remember like the first week I was in school, I was actually training in that, in that school. And at the time, I was pretty new to the sport, right? So I didn't really, I wasn't as good, right, in, in the sense. But I, what I did have compared to everyone else was that fire, yeah. and that drive, and that, and that almost like never giving up, right? And that, that, that's something that has always been with me because my dad built that within me. Yeah. Um, and I remember kind of going to that school. And that's real. Yeah. He does have that. You yeah. know, it, 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 I want it to come from the outside <laughs> source, right? Yeah. It, there is that, you know, when he's training, everything, the intensity is like, is really high. You know, that's why I mix so well with him because yeah. I know, you know, it's going to be fire when you get in there and you start training. You know, yeah. I, I, it radiated, right? And it yeah. was a contagious thing. Yeah. You know, we feed off each other. It's, it's, uh, as a, as a coach, now being a coach and mm-hmm. looking at the situation, it's, it's rare, it's rare that you get somebody that has that. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Mm. If that makes Why sense. Why is that rare? Well, just for the audience members to like it, understand. It to have it come from within, you know, and, and that's one thing I, I want to share with all the students is like, it has to come from within, you know, that's the, the, the most, you know, strongest power, you know, is when it comes from within, when it's an external source, then it, it can only go so far. And, and with his training and his career and, you know, all, we were roommates, you yeah. know, on a lot of these yeah. national team trips and, yeah. you know, we'd have all these conversations yeah. and everything and, you know, it comes from within on this one. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I just got to get your back. It comes from yeah. somewhere else, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. cause yeah. It, it's there. It's real. Yeah. It's yeah. Real. yeah, man. But it's also like, it's, it's genuine. Right. Um, and it's a journey, man. I, I mean, the entire Taekwondo, our entire competition life was a, a complete journey, right? It wasn't about the end destination. It wasn't about becoming a national, national champion. It wasn't about becoming a, a U.S. national team member, you know? It wasn't about becoming a world champion. It was just, it's the entire thing, every step of the way, just it made us into who we are, you know? And, and we are coaches today, and we are the man we are today because of that journey coming coming through. The ups and downs, the tears, the pain, the, the, the blood, the sweat, like all that stuff combined just creates a different animal, you know? It, it, it helps you find a different version of you, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that hunger and that kind of like passion, that almost that, that intensity that, that Coach Curry was talking about here, I mean, that is, that's how I live my life, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's how I view life in general. Right. Um, it's like, and you talk about kind of what, what the buildup phase of, of, of competition was like, right? Um, like I said, like kind of Juan Moreno and then bring, bring back Peter Padatos and have that indomitable spirit. I remember going to class and just like, um, you had all these elite athletes there, right? And I was just like a scrub. I was a scrub just coming in. I was like, but I was hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, let's go. And then I will we'll be fighting the first day. Completely got my butt whooped, mm-hmm. you know? I got my butt whooped, like embarrassed, you know? Like mm-hmm. almost like to the point of injury. But I came next day, I'm like, coach, can we fight again? He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, let's fight again. Got my butt whooped again. I'm like next day, coach, can we fight again? You know what I'm saying? But you have that, but it creates something in yeah. you. Right, it's mm-hmm. like I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you you can knock me down, but you won't kill me. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what the sport taught me, right? Yeah. Where it's like kind of like you can I can be knocked down, I can be knocked out, I get injured, but you will not put me down. You right. will not hold me down, right? Right. And that and that carries through in life. 
You know, like and you that's, come back, you, you keep come coming back. back. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, but it gives you this different type of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you, we, we both had like really, really low lows, right? We both had very high highs too, right? But then those low lows, man, like those make us into a stronger us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. people who are really dedicated in a sport, you know, as you guys are, obviously, you know, it's really about, you know, interplaying that type of principle between the two, right? So we're talking about right now mental fortitude, right? Yes. And yes. how, you know, where does it, you know, come from? I think it's a, and it's applicable in all aspects of life, yeah. right? And how do you apply that, you know, in the sport and in your personal life? I think it's, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's hard to separate the two, you it's know what I'm saying? Very hard to and you need it to be able to use it uh, between the two. So, you know, talk a little bit about like how, you know, for athletes, young athletes, you know, um, either in Taekwondo or, you know, not in Taekwondo, still athletes and yeah. people just hungry in general. How do you go about developing that? Where does it come yeah. from? You said that it comes from within, right? But where, you know, where is that potential? How sure. do you bring it out? You know, so. I, I have a perspective on that. Um, it's going to get kind of deep. All right. So our minds, our imaginations is infinite. Okay, it's infinite. You know, we can we can imagine the craziest things. You know, the things that make sense, things that don't make sense, right? So that means is we have a a source of in our imagination, in our mind, right, in our subconscious, all that stuff to uh, create that infinite source to create from. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what you got to do is you know be as specific as possible. You know, go in and and and, and visualize it, see it, feel it. Don't just feel it. Don't just see it. You want it. You want it. Everything you want to embody it, right? To the point where you get emotional when you think about it, you know, to the point where you think of like your family, how they see you, you know, with, with this vision, right? That you get, how did other perspectives of, of people that you love, you know, like your mom, how, how did she see the situation that you're in? Your, your dad, you know, how do you look when you're in that, in that position that you're creating, right? But how do you, how do you feel? How do you breathe, you know, and, and just make it as, as detailed as possible. And then from there, just be. Mm. The thing is that people try to do all the time is they try to, they, they try to make a goal, you know, and I said this the other day on my Instagram. It's funny that I'm bringing it up again, but, uh, you know, it, 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 but I think make, we need reminders, right? We need to constantly reinforce that, right? Yeah. Yeah. People, people, you know, they, uh, they come up with goals and goals are great. You know, it, it, you, I, my goal is to do this. I, I would like to go and, you know, do that. Uh, I want to be over here and whatever it is. Right. But the problem with that is it's a separate destination. You know, when you, when you, when you do that, you're, you're always going to be chasing something. And when you're chasing something, it's not the reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when you say just be, it, 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 it kind of like in a weird like way, like teleports you into a new, new reality, mm. you know? So me moving into that gym, right. was a, was a version of me. All right. I need to train full time, right. I need to be a full time uh, athlete. I need to be all in, you know, what, what I was doing before wasn't going to do it. Dedication. Yeah. Just be, you know? And then from there, as soon as I made that happen, you know, everything in my, my reality just started to shift. Everything started shifting. Like I said, you know, training partners started coming in, you know, the team that I had, you know, everybody just kind of locked in and, 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 and things literally just kind of, it just, it just happens, right. you know? And so that's a huge thing, you know, my Instagram, you know, every, you, you always see it, you know, you hear it, the, the, the kids yelling, just be, you know, that's like a, almost a motto. You know, for, for, for a my mantra, life. Mantra, mantra, yeah. yeah. It's almost like a mantra for my life, you know, and 
really that's what I'm trying to you know spread with athletes or you know maybe yeah. their goal isn't to be an athlete you know yeah. I got I got a, a you know my adult group that I have you know and we're doing our kind of strength and conditioning for combat sports mm-hmm. you know and really trying to get like you know kicks dope and you know get them you know moving there using their hand but the whole thing is just like trying to just share that 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 thing of just be yeah you know and um yeah, just do it, you know, just be. It's, yeah, it's a, I think, you know, you know, throughout the years for myself and, you know, my, I come from a medical, yeah. you know, career and background. It's like, and I've had coaches in my own life, you know, as well. And it took me a very long time with differentiating between the concepts of being and doing, right? Yes. And I think as a society, yes. you know, we are constantly doing, but sometimes we don't ask ourselves to what end, yep. right? And, you know, we're really obsessed yep. with just being busy, but not actually being effective or actually productive. Yeah. But I really resonate with what you're saying because being is a very it's a different um you can't really intellectually just know it you have to actually experience it and once you experience it you can get back into that flow you know it's like being present right you know most people are either in the past or either in the future always worrying and always relishing on something right but just being is really being in that flow and you know actually without thinking about it mindlessly quote unquote um, just getting into that flow and achieving what you want to achieve, yeah. right? And there's so. a certain ownership that goes into it as well. You know, like you walk differently, you talk differently, all the moves that you make, because you're just being, you know, it, 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 it kind of, it shifts. It's yeah. like the cause of the shift. Yeah. Like yeah. the way I see it very simply, right? It's kind of like the idea of just be, but the whole idea is almost like finding your why. Mm-hmm. What is your why, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you're going to have rough times. You're going to have times when you're like, when you're when you don't want to wake up at four in the morning and, and do your road work, or you don't want to like go to take one of class, or you don't want to like do do your do your videos video studying, or or you're tired, or you want to go out, we get to ask yourself like, what is my why? You yeah. know, and then if your why is bigger than that than that hard work, then you have something to carry you forward, mm-hmm. right? And then and then when that why slowly evolves into who you will be, right? Mm-hmm. And then that just be just let's live it. Let's just live it, you know? Um, and I think it's a, I think a ch- being a champion isn't just a medal, right? Isn't just about going to competition. I think being a champion is, is a way of life, you know? It's, it's, it's a, a way, it's a, it's, it's a mindset, right? It's a, it's a champion mindset. And I'm big into just details, mm-hmm. right? Having, having this, focusing on the small, minor details mm-hmm. in your life. Um, and very simply, kind of, if I were to say, what are the biggest things you can control? You control the start of your day and your end of the day, mm-hmm. right? The start and the end. The first, the first hour of your day you control, the last hour of your day you control. The, la- the middle of that, you have to maybe go to meetings, you have to go to like, you have to go to classes, you're mm. going to have all these jumbling things happening all over, all, all, all happening all over the place, right? But if you can take full control over the moment you wake up, don't look at social media when you first wake up, you know? Why, why start that reactive type of mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Put your phone away, fold your bed, Accomplish the first thing you need to accomplish, right? Set, set, your, set that mindset of being a champion. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you accomplish that first thing, that first step. Don't press snooze five times. You wake up, you wake up immediately. Mm-hmm. You don't press snooze 10 times, 20 times, whatever, you know? When that first alarm goes up, you get up. Get up, show you up, get right? up. Yeah, you get up. All right, let's, let's, let's tackle the world. Yeah. You fold your bed, you brush your teeth, you have a productive morning. You control that first hour. Yeah. That last hour, you need to meditate, you need to say your prayers, you need, you, you, need to, you need to kind of take a shower and just kind of get yourself calm and collected, maybe kind of reevaluate your day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those first and last hours, from a, from a practicality standpoint, is the biggest things you can control. There you go. So I'm big into just like focusing on, on small details yeah. in your life in order to yeah. groom you into a champion, right? So it's like, every, People think that you have to just 
train hard and you go, you come to class, you train hard and then you become a champion, right? Or yeah. whatever it may be. But it's not that. Yeah. It's every, it's every moment of your life. You know, like you live, breathe, and you become, just be, like Coach Curry said, just be that champion, yeah. right? And you have to live, every, every moment you walk, you have to walk, make it, I, I'm the greatest. You know, you walk, you walk, you walk up tall, you carry yourself yep. as a champion, right? And even in front of friends, in front of family, in front of your teammates, you go, you go, to, you go to work, your day job, you carry yourself differently, right? Right? And then when you step in that ring, you become someone differently, yeah. right? Because you're, every day of your life, you, you're already living it. Yeah. I think a lot about what our society is now is creating facades, right? And what you guys are, you know, conveying is owning who you are, yes. right? But a lot of who you are has to go through the testament of time and testament yes. of, you know, different experiences, like yourself moving into that gym or training in that yes. park. With you, it's your, you know, father and your coach, yes. you know, Pete, and getting knocked down like several million yeah. times, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. um, so in terms of, uh, tell me about your, through your competition career, like give me your like lowest of lows and then extract the lesson that you guys extracted during that time. Yeah. You like Chris? Sure. <laughs> I know it might not be easy, yeah, but got tears on this guy. <laughs> but you know what? It's the, it's the tears and, and it's the blood, sweat, and tears that made you the man who no, you are, no, right? Great so. for it. No, for sure. Um, I, I went through a stretch of in, injuries. I was pretty. I mean, I had so many lows, man. That I got. Yeah. Which ones do I pick from? Yeah. Me too. You know, I mean, like, I, I went through a stretch of injuries, right? Um, which was the first thing? It was during the 2012, like, it was like, they had a stretch of, you remember when they had all those, uh, those team trials? There was that one Nationals. There was a Nationals that you went to. If you win the Nationals, you, like, yeah. get into all these team trials and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the backpacking trials. Yeah, and so I, it was like, there was the Olympic trials. There was the Pan Am Games trials. Yeah. There was the uh, Pan Am Championship trials. There was, like, all these things. I was just, like, bam, 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 making all these teams. And, uh, yeah, I got, I got... I was fighting, you know, one guy jumped up, kicked him in the face, you know, and fell down. And, and I landed with my arm extended like this. And then, I don't know if you guys can see it, oh, but yeah. then I, I dislocated my bicep. All right. So my bicep detached and it was, it was, it was crazy. Pretty bad pain, you know, had to go in, they had to go and reattach it. I said, dang, okay. Next tournament, right? I was able to come back, right? This is Olympic trials. Mm -hmm. I, I was in and I was fighting, um, fighting Brian. Yeah, I was fighting him and then uh, I threw a kick and then I hit at the wrong angle. Pow! My knee snapped. All right? yeah. I, 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 uh, it was my meniscus and my, my MCL gone. My leg was all unstable and I was like, oh. So I had to go back and deal with surgery on that. Right? Yeah. Then uh, in training, you know, it's when my, uh, you know, got kicked by Phil. He's another one of our brothers, right? Another shout out to Phil. What's up, bro? <laughs> you know, but got, got kicked. Boom, my hand is like, it, it, you can see it, right? It, yeah. It popped right inside, there. right? And, huh. and had to get that redone. And all this was like back to back to back to back, right? Mm. And then, you know, my I was trying to train. My body wasn't right. I was compensating all over the place. Ended up pulling my groin, mm. right? And I had to miss out on some events because of that, right? And then I finally had a, 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 a run where I could kind of muster myself, get back in the ring. And I went in, boom, got knocked out. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it, and that was like the exclamation point at the end, you know, ran into a big kick. Boom. Good. Great shot. You know, it was it was it was it was great on his part. Walked into it. And, and after with that one, I was like, dang, man, like, I know I'm good at this. But I'm, I'm, I'm built for this. Mm. I was like, I, I got my my body's all breaking down. And, mm -hmm. you know, and this is just one of the 
the, the downs, right? But, yeah. you know, that, that mount that I was learning, you know, throughout all these injuries, you know, I learned to kind of, because I was really, really physical, you know, through all these injuries and everything, I started to learn to, to tap into the intellectual a little yeah. bit more of, of the fight game. And I don't think if I didn't go through all those injuries, I don't think I would have had that time to kind of, so I mean, there's there's silver lining in everything, yeah. You know, but yeah, I, I went through a stretch of injuries. And- well, you have to you have to actually seek out that silver lining, right? It has to come to you. You have to you know be aware of it because if it's not, then you're gonna take those experiences and you know think negatively from it and not pursue it could, further, it could, right? It could, it could beat you down. Yeah, I exactly. don't think you're giving enough gratitude. You're not appreciating kind of like I don't think people understand kind of like when you're living it, right? Going through those type of injuries is not easy, you know. And like your mental, you know what I'm saying? Your mental state, your physical state. I'm like, to chase a dream like that, right? And go through these broken bones, these terrors, you know? And just like, just not even be able to function correctly. Like, I mean, that's hard. That's hard to bounce back from, Yeah. right? It's not an easy thing to bounce, bounce, back, back, bounce back from, especially like competing at that higher level again. Like, what was it that, what was it that kind of like pushed you forward, right? What was that? We talk about mental fortitude all the time, right? What was that fire that like, all right, broken hand, let's go. Broken leg, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, 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 Knocked out, let's go. You know I identified myself as what my, my vision was, and that's who I was. Yeah. And then, you know, through all those, you know, hard times and, you know, all that stuff, it was just like, this is this is the path. Yeah. You know, is it because you wouldn't be satisfied with, like, the alternative of what you envision? Is that what kept you going? Or, or did you always have that target of, like, I just want to get to here or I want to hit this target or this is the person I was meant to be or you were just not satisfied like I got nothing I got no there was no plan B you know what I'm saying so it it just it it was who I was it it, like being a a fighter and you know getting back into the ring and doing the physical therapy that's just who I was yeah you know and and hey guys we're gonna be taking a short break but don't go anywhere we'll be right back Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, there was nothing I was going to change. That that that, that was my identity, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And um, being a champion. Yeah, it's just like right? okay, Having, that happened. Like, and yeah, exactly. that's that's my story. You know, that's yeah. just that's just part of my path. This is part of, you know, why you know I'm going to be wise one day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wise now. So. That's that champion mentality, right? Yeah. It's that lifestyle that we're talking about. Not even lifestyle, it's just, it's just that it's who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't fake this. You cannot fake being a champion in, like, spiritually, mentally, right? Yeah. It's like, it's just, no one, like, not, not someone's going to be, you're going to have someone going to be, you're not going to have someone like behind you every second of the day. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be accountable for your own for your own stuff. Yeah, and, right? and being a champion so, is getting smacked on your ass. Yes. Getting smacked back onto your ass. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You know, but that's that's what constantly, it is. Constantly, yeah, you're constantly always getting, getting challenged. Down. You're always getting challenged. You're always getting beat up. There's always something that sucks. You know, there's always something that's going to be difficult. There's always going to be injuries. There's always going to be you know something happening with like family. There's always that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you know not even being a champion. That's being a human being. Yeah, exactly. You know? I think like always. every competition, you talk about the highest highs, the lowest lows, right? Type of thing. What, what was your, what was your lowest low type of thing? So I think. Honestly, for me, every tournament has was an epiphany that happened, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you had this build-up phase, you know, like every competition, like I always had this like six-week training plan or eight-week training plan, right, that I committed to, 
You know, it was, it was almost like a religion for me, right? Um, and then so as you're peaking, as, as you're kind of slowly climbing that ladder, right? Once you get the competition, like there's something that happens. If you train your body and your mind and your, and, and your spirit enough, there's something that happens at that pinnacle moment that you start having these epiphanies that kind of like hit you. It may be very simple. Maybe it may seem cliche, right? But there's something deep in you that you just feel, mm-hmm. you know? So like, like, for example, like, um, I would say in, in 2009, right? Mm-hmm. 2009 team trials. Um, I, I told the story before in, in, in like our, our last podcast that we had, yeah. but kind of just to reiterate that, I'll build onto that, right? So, um, it was just not US team trials. Um, I was considered the underdog at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had two veterans, which are Anthony Bell and Chris Martinez. Shout out to you guys. Um, they were, they were fantastic fighters, right? They, they accomplish a lot within their careers. Um, and it was, it was their time to shine, you know, their time to go to world championships. Um, the community saw that, right? So, but, in my eyes, a very simple epiphany that happened, that build, that build up phase, right? So when I was training, um, I was like, I had this mentality where I'm gonna try to kill myself in this training. Can I die from this training, right? But then like, you kind of push yourself to that limit where it's like, I can't die, you know? Mm-hmm. And that gives you that inner confidence, you know what I'm saying? Like so that, just on that edge right on there. On that edge, you know what I'm saying? Well, I would, I would go 100%. I'll go to the point where I'm, I'm throwing up all by myself. I'll be going on runs and I'll be puking everywhere. I, no one's around me. I don't need to tell anyone that I'm doing these workouts, right? It was for me. It was, it was, it was who I was, right? Mm-hmm. And then like, so just building up to that, having that, building that indomitable spirit, right? And then I had this like, almost like this vision, like obstacles, right? Obstacles are meant to be overcome. Like I'm big into my faith. I'm a, I'm a strong Catholic in itself, right? I'm a big Christian. So it's like, it's kind of like, um, I believe that God places obstacles in front of you because you're meant to overcome them. Mm-hmm. You have the strength to overcome any obstacle that's in front of you, right? And so coming into that, I'm like, all right, like give me the giants. You know what I'm saying? Like give, give, put, give me the hardest bracket you need to give me, mm-hmm. you know? Put, give me the most difficult situation you need to give me, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, I'm meant to do it. I, I am designed to overcome these, these challenges. Mm-hmm. I was created to, to overcome these challenges, mm-hmm. you know? But you have to almost, it's not like a brainwash, but you, you start developing that as you're peaking, as you're reaching that pinnacle point. Right. And then that, that epiphany I'm talking about, right? Was almost like um, when I was at the tournament, it was almost let it go. Let it go, right? Let it just be. Understand that you can't control anything or anyone around you, but you have full control over you and yourself and your own actions, period, right? And that and that that simple epiphany made it a true reality, yeah. right? Whereas like I had like multiple deduction points throughout throughout that tournament, and I almost got almost I almost got killed out. Mm-hmm. I almost got deducted out with, with um on the, my final fight, but it didn't bother me because I was like, you know what? Like number one, obstacles are meant, meant to overcome. Yeah. So that that peak gave me that mentality. Number two, like let it go. You know, G- give me the hardest bracket. You know what I'm saying? Well, I have no control over what the referee does. I have no control over what the, what the crowd is doing. But let me just control what I control. I'm going to clear, I'm going to block everyone and anything out. Yeah. Right? And so having that, having these small little epiphanies and, cause you start evolving, you know, when you train, when you train yourself to a different level, like you evolve into a different person. Yeah. And like each tournament becomes a different type of epiphany. Like for example, in Korea, I fought in Korea. Um, I got bronze, um, in, in Korea open. I went to semifinals. I remember it was the day after I fought, right? And, it was kind of like I fought Iraq at that time. Um, and I was almost happy. I was happy that I was in the medal rounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was happy in those medal rounds. And, I, and then what, what I was doing and what I realized looking back at it, I was like, I was fighting not to lose versus fighting to win. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a simple, it's a slight change. If you fight to win versus fighting not to lose, 
it's two different things, yeah. right? Like you fight not to lose. Just, just kind of stay in yeah. it. Yeah, you're fighting not to lose. Like, all right, I'm gonna be cautious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be second guessing. I'm just gonna just, I'm just gonna keep trying to save it. You know, but you're fighting to win. You're putting on that show. You know what I'm saying? You put on that. You bring in that juice. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so like that. That's that lesson learned. My next career trip when we went to when we fought Incheon Open, right? I was like that epiphany happened because that peak happened. I was like, let yourself be great. Mm-hmm. Just let yourself be great. You know what I'm saying? Cause like a lot of times like in life or cause like sports, a lot of ways is, is, is it life, but it's a lesson for life, right? right? It's a teacher for life. Um, so it's just kind of like letting yourself be great. Just kind of like going out there and not, and not saying get to yourself. If you're going to go, you, you put a hundred percent into it. If you fail, you fail. Right. But why, why hold back anything? So that simple epiphany when I, when I reached that semifinals, I was like, it was very simple words echoing in my head. Let yourself be great. And then that, that tournament was honestly an, an awesome tournament where I ended up winning that tournament and, and end up getting kind of after the year of that tournament as well. You know, and yeah. that was a trip that we went to Korea and that was, that was, a, that was an awesome trip actually. Yeah. And end to end, that was an awesome trip. Yeah. yeah. I think I can relate because, you know, I've been doing like marathons and triathlons since like 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you're training for things like this, you know, you're going through like a runner's high is what we call, you know, and you have these moments of, man, I just enjoy what I do and the entire world just melts away. So I would probably, you would probably say like during your competitions or when you're on that stage, you know, on that, you know, floor, you're just letting everything go. And when you say just be, it's like literally surrendering and not even caring about what just happened up until that point yeah. you're literally there in that moment and i think that's where the magic comes yeah, right yeah, so yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know it you know things you know like you, you guys have advanced so much in your career so so shifting gears uh, a little bit sure. what has started you know precision you know for you guys obviously your experiences you know of coming together and you know your individual journeys as well what is the story behind it how did it come to be yeah so the gym was in richmond then the gym ended up moving to oakland uh, the coach, Coach Brunzinger, he uh, had an opportunity in Texas. You know, not too many people at this time was was fighting, you know, and he did his coaching thing and, you know, huge opportunity in Texas. He went to Texas and I asked him, I was, hey, let me, uh, let me keep the reins on it. You know, let me, let me see what I can do with it, you know, and, you know, luckily him and uh, Elva, you know, it was, they were together, business partners and, uh, they, they released it to me, right? And um, it was just a big thing for me because uh, fast forwarding to the 2016 Olympic trials, I was in doing some work, you know, traveling all over the world and you know, I was getting some success and fighting really well. And, you know, long story short, ended up not making it into the Olympic trials, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and for me, that was such a shock. Mm-hmm. It was such a shock. It was a huge blow, right? And being able to have my that athletes to work with, you know, mm-hmm. really helped <laughs> with me because, you know, I, like I said, I was running on all cylinders, you know, felt like, you know, I was in a good running, you know, good running to go in there and do some dirt in this Olympic trials. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I was having everything locked in and, you know, when I got cut out of there, I was like, oh, you know, that precision pretty much saved me right there. There was another time where Taekwondo was that I had a safety net, you know, of having these athletes that I'm working with and, you know, it, it really helped. It really helped with that transition, you know. And another thing, I, I had precision going and I was still fighting. You know, I, I, my last tournament I fought was in uh, it was the President's Cup, which is a big international tournament. And, you know, I was still, I, I, I because of the Olympic trials thing that went down, I was like on a rampage. 
right? My, my, my intentions going into training was I want to prove to everybody that they made a, the biggest mistake. You know, I, and, and I started training out of, out of anger. Right. You know, I, 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 it wasn't love for the sport. Right? I mean, I love training. You know, I, I love it. Right. But it, it was more out of uh, vengeance. And I'm, I'm going to prove to everybody. And what happened with that was I didn't I, I went too deep. You know, I, I, I was like, you know, training with my, my brother, uh, Mike Salemi. You know, he, he's a, a great athlete. You know, we we're doing kettlebells inside of like altitude domes, you know, trying to like, you know, get that altitude work, you know. And then after that, I would go hit the stairs, you know, just trying to get springy, running up the stairs nonstop, hitting sprints. And then from there, I'll go and train with the team at night. And then like, you know, this stuff, which is very and we were just going all over, you know, and I was hitting and, and I was doing too much. I was doing too much. And then I, I ruptured my Achilles. Bang. Mm. Right. And it was just like, OK. Who am I? You know, it was like one of those moments was like, I kind of lost everything, yeah. you know, and I had the only thing that saved me, right? Precision kind of saved me, you know, and luckily, you know, I also have Kim, you know, my fiance, you know, she, she was a huge part of, of getting precision going and, you know, making sure everything was like squared away and everything was sharp. And, you know, yeah, those two, you know, really, really uh, helped me as a person, you know, having precision yeah. there to, to, you know, kind of have that outlet, you know, mm-hmm. and her to really help manage the situation and get everything going. And, you know, so, yeah, you know, I was getting back in shape after my Achilles and then, you know, I just kind of had a shift. You know, I started working with these young athletes and, you know, kind of fell in love with that, you yeah. know, and, and, and fell in love with, you know, working with these athletes and, and realizing that I could just kind of let it go. Yeah. You know, what happened back then and, you know, all that stuff doesn't have to stick with me. You know, yeah. I could fly like an eagle. You know, I could be in the moment and, and still, you know, have this vision of myself of, you know, really yeah. greatness, yeah. you know, but have this vision of myself and uh, and just be, even if it's not in, in, in getting in the ring. Gotcha, me. gotcha. So, you know, we were talking about this like in the last, uh, you know, episode um, interview that we had about teaching these young athletes and being a mentor. Yeah. Right? So what is it like to teach these athletes as part of kind of like a shift yeah. in the path of your career now? Yeah. So I think being a mentor, like I said in a, in a prior podcast, isn't about self-interest, right? A lot of mentors, a lot of teachers, um, they try to create their students and almost, almost make them into another version of them, of mm-hmm. who they are, right? In a sense, or, or make them do things the way they would they would have done things in the past. Um, whereas I think our culture here in Precision is is a is a community, right? It's almost like um it's a community where, where we all collaborate and we all learn together. And it's not about it's not about creating another TJ, right? It's not about creating another Stephen Lynn, right? It's about almost creating a best version of, of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be Olympian. It doesn't have to be a national team member, right? Who's the best version of you, right? And almost, almost having them being like coachable, but not coach dependent mm. in a sense, right? So you want to be, you want to have people who are able to listen, able to, able to have respect of seniority, right? But you don't want them to be dependent on you only, right? So you almost have to create an environment where it's like, like, which is why, even at the end of our classes, what do we do at the, at the end of the classes? Can't that just be? Yeah, we can't just be. But what else do we do? We have that. We we have circles, and we kind of we ask them questions, right? We ask the students questions, like, "Hey, what did you learn today? Mm-hmm. You know, what what could you have improved today?" Mm-hmm. And then we would kind of share our perspectives from that viewpoint as well, because it's not like we're it's not like we're, we're egotistic, right? We're not going to be like we know everything and and 
anything, right? Okay. We're, we're also, as they're evolving, we're evolving. Exactly. We're constantly, the fee, the we're constantly growing. Key, yeah. Yes, the feedback sessions are key. Um, and, and making that consistent, right? Making that consistent where it's like, hey, like, yes, you, we, can, we can share ideas, but I want you to come with ideas as well. I want you to start, start because like, like I said, martial arts is what? It's an expression, right. right? It's an expression of you. So it's personal for anybody, right? Martial arts, take one note. I, I mean, the way he fought and the way I fought was very different, right? Mm-hmm. But also very similar as well, you know? Like our mentalities and all that stuff. So it's like he had a different way of expressing himself. I have a different way of expressing myself, right? Mm-hmm. So like every other athlete, you're going to have your own way of expressing yourself. So yeah. we want to help you find that expression, yeah. right? We want to help you find who, how can you best express yourself in, in, in almost the, the, the best way possible, yeah. right? So yeah. I think having that, removing that ego and almost having that where it's like, yo, we're, we're, all, we're all family here, right? We're it's all together. Family, it's a community. Doing it in a yeah, collaborative we're all, effort. We're all here kind of like, we're all here for growth, right? Yeah. We're all here to be the best version of you possible. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Right, so, yeah. so I know we're going to close out. So we're going to do a rapid fire round, right? right so two, 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 <laughs> things. Two, uh, two tips that you can impart to our young athletes, you know, right now that's listening or someone that's, you know, maybe not in the Taekwondo world and in their own life and careers. Yeah. Two tips from each individual. You know, what does it take to take yourself to the next level? Someone wants, you know, go to that next level mentally or physically yeah. or in their sport. You know, two tips, you know, so TJ, I'll go with you. Set that intention and just be. All right. I would say two tips, um, self-discipline and self-love. Mm-hmm. So if you love yourself, you would have discipline in what you do. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, I would say there's two types of suffering in this world. There's either suffering through, um, through, through discipline mm-hmm. or suffering through regret, mm-hmm. right? So you make that choice. You make that choice, yeah. you know? How do you want to live your life? Who do you want to be? Yeah. An idea of just be, right? It's either you suffer through, through you kind of grinding and waking up and, and having that self-discipline or you suffer through, oh, I could have, should have, would have, yeah. right? So in the end, this life, this journey is, is your own. So you, you make that choice and it comes down to a choice. And then once you make that choice, you commit to that choice. There you go. I love it. I love it. So uh, if people want to reach out to you, find you, come yeah. and train, you know, here, yeah. you know, at the studio, where can they go? Yeah, you could uh, follow me on Instagram, CurryTJ, uh, at CurryTJ. Uh, you can follow Precision TKD. Uh, we'll put a link up there for you guys. Yeah, we'll yeah. Cool you it. do the whole, you know, yeah. wherever you're gonna be, you can do that. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little pointy. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, we're out in Redwood City. Um, yep. Yeah, NorCal Bay Area. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. They always follow like my Instagram as well. Um, Stephen T. Lynn. Very simple. Awesome. All right, so, yeah. All right guys. I appreciate awesome. it. I appreciate That's you guys coming on. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome, yeah. guys. So yeah. let's have a chant. Let's have a just be chant, huh? In the end, ready? You say one, two, three, you, and then we say just be one, two. Yeah, ready? <laughs> gotta do go it. Ahead. Gotta put it up. One, two, three, just yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> one more time. One more time. Let's go. Ready? One, two, three, just, just be. be. Yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow for new episodes, and don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.